Hello, and welcome to another exciting adventure of Tales from the... Don't what? forget that report, Bill. Yes, sir. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. Another special edition of Tales from the Attic. Christmas Craptacular Volume 4. Awesome! If you're new, this is what we do. Oh, look at me. I'm rapping like 1980 style. A hip, a hop, a hip, a dip, Anyway, um, I'm your host, Donnie Salvo. And what I do is I go up in my attic, I grab a random comic, and I come down here and we talk about it. But this entire month, Mr. Sean Pryor has been gracious enough to give me every week for Christmas. Because I, I like Christmas and I want to do Christmas stories, so that's what we're doing here. And this is volume four already. It's flying by, peeps. Flying by. But first, before we get to the excitement of, of this issue, we are going to talk about our sponsor, which is InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades.com. Go there. Get get Buy presents for people there. It, you, you get trades and omnibuses and, and absolutes and uh, hardcovers and all kinds of stuff. Whatever you want. They even have a new clearance section so you can see like what, what they're trying to get rid of. What? I could buy this for $3? Are you kidding me? Maybe. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. You have to go there and find out. And if you spend over $50, free shipping. What? What? Free shipping. I said it. That's right. So go there, InStockTrades.com. Why wouldn't you? You'd be a fool not to with the discount and the free shipping and the things. Stop it. Just go there, InStockTrades.com. And now let's get down to business. Our issue is JSA number 55 from February of 04. And I was years old. And it opens up. The name of this issue is... Be good for goodness sake. And we open up and we got Hawkman and the original Green Lantern flying and the Green Lantern made like a, a seat and Wildcat and Jay Garrick Flash are sitting in there and uh, in the seat and Jay's drinking coffee and Wildcat's just hanging out. And uh, Jay Garrick says to Hawkman, do you have to bring that mace everywhere? Hawkman says, yes, yes I do. And uh, Wildcat's like, hey, let Hawkman do his thing, Jay. Just because it's Christmas Eve doesn't mean the bad guys are taking a vacation. Omnibus, omnibus, omnibus. Um, you really think our friends like Solomon Grundy and Johnny Sorrow are snuggled up in front of a fire drinking hot cocoa and singing jingle bells? They might. You don't know. People like Christmas. We'll be a jerk, Wildcat. Maybe they are. Johnny Sorrow with his crazy face and Solomon Grundy. Maybe he does have a fireplace in the in the sewer. You don't know. And, and he says, Sides, throwback like him celebrates the holidays of Egyptian gods and crap. Not the real deal. Holyfield. He didn't say Holyfield. I did that. And then, and then Hawkman's like, don't start, Ted. And he, and he goes, just my opinion, pal. Relax. So already we got like... People are getting on each other's nerves. It's See, you know what? This is Christmas Eve with your family right here. 
that just goes to show you how tight knit they are. Because you know you could be like doing something, and your sister might say something to you like, "Oh, you wrapped it that way, huh?" And you just you just want to punch her, but you don't because it's Christmas. And you're like, you know what? She's stressed out. I'm stressed out. It's the holidays. If 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 Hawkman wants to celebrate holidays of the Egyptian gods and crap, I don't know what kind of holidays crap celebrates, but whatever. That's his prerogative. He can do what he wants to do. And uh, so now uh, Wildcat's going with, he's, he's bothering Jay. And he says, what? What do you got mixed with that eggnog anyway there? A little bourbon? Some cognac to keep us warmed up? And this is just Jay Garrick the Flash, man. He don't drink. He says, Joan makes it with cinnamon, cream, and sugar, Wildcat. And then Wildcat says, I forgot. The Flash's body burns right through alcohol. What a shame. And Jay Garrick says, I really don't like the taste of alcohol. Never have. You drunk old has-been. And then, uh... Wildcat, he's just a, he's just a, uh, he's just a wise ass. He's a wise ass. He's like your cousin Louie that you just see around Christmas and you just want it. And then he's just like, where's my gift? And you give him your gift and he leaves. And it's like, fuck you, cousin Louie. Why don't you bake cookies or something? Anyway, I'm going off on a tangent here. I don't know what happened. And then all of a sudden, Wildcat's like, oh, it's coming back to me. Another boring Christmas Eve is about to commence. Trapped with the old prudes of the JSA. I remember we had real party hounds like Pratt and Tyler. And, uh, yeah, they're dead. So, there you go. Uh, and he's like, hell, even Corrigan and Nelson look like Cheech and Chong next to you, wet blankets. And then uh, Jay Garrick's like, this time it's going to be uh, different. We have good news, remember? And he goes, yeah, I suppose so. And then... And he's yelling, Lantern, how far you got? And he goes, another 200 miles. I should have us there in 20 minutes. Look at him go. And uh, <laughs> he says, how about conjuring up some heat in this sleigh of yours? It's getting a little chilly, even with a fur suit. And you know what he did? You know what he did, that guy, the Green Lantern? He put in heating vents. He said, not a problem. Just shut up. You have been moaning since we left. If you want heat, just take it. Jeez. <laughs> God, Wildcat, I want to punch you in the teeth. And here we go. We got a narrative box. And I said, my old friends are coming to Londonderry, New Hampshire tonight. Like they do every year. Don't go out much anymore. Sometimes I think it's silly, but at my age, well, my age really has nothing to do with it. I still just worry. I've got a job to do this eve. And I won't ever give up. It's the only night I look forward to. And we see in the car a, a, a green glove and, and a red sleeve with white puffy fur on it. Could it be? There's something about the holiday season that affects folks. I can see it in their eyes, most of them anyway. They look like they've stopped thinking about themselves for just a little bit and started thinking about others. Like there's a smile inside waiting all year to bloom. Makes it easier to forgive. Family especially. See? That's exactly what I was talking about. Only they said it nicer. And uh, nothing's going to make me late tonight. Nothing. And it's snowing and, you know. And then, and then we cut to a family. A woman. 
with two little kids outside of their cars covered in snow and the kids are like it's cold and she goes i know stay close and then off panel excuse me i was wondering if you could use a lift and it's santa claus santa claus and the kids are all excited even mom's got a smile and then we go cut to a department store and it's a santa will be here soon and there's kids hustling and bustling and 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 and, and there's a baby crying and there's all kinds of stuff going on and there's this lady she says santa's never been late before and then the the store manager's like i don't know why i put up with this i don't know and then uh the woman says but santa's been coming to dugan's department store for over 50 years and it was the old only stipulation when mr dugan sold the store is that you can't fire santa how cool is that how cool is mr dugan let's give it up for mr dugan yeah, the Doog. Doogie. Dooga dooga ding dong. Anyway, this is supposed to be the biggest night of the year, and we move these cattle through. We need to, oh, I'm sorry. We need to move these cattle through, not lock them up in a pen. And then he's like, cattle, that's not very nice. And he goes, I should have stayed at Barney's. And then behind him, ho, ho, ho. And the, and the manager's like, you're late, 10 minutes late. And then, uh, he goes, sorry about that. I had to give these nice people a ride home, man. And he goes, and, and, look at that line. And he goes, that line. And the kids are freaking, Santa Claus. And he's, ho, ho, ho. And then all of a sudden, the other side of the story, you're, help. And there's one, two, three, four, five robbers. They got guns and knives, and they're wearing Santa masks on Christmas Eve. They're robbing a depart fully crowded department store on Christmas Eve. I, for one, am not going to the no to New Hampshire. Gangster in New Hampshire. They just people are getting held up and whatnot. Santa doesn't like the look of this. And uh, the dude just puts a gun in the lady's face, the store manager's face, and the guy, the the big manager, I guess, next to him, and, he, and the crook's like, "What are you staring at? Four eyes? Get out of our way!" And then and then the manager who. You know, the, the big boss, who you think is kind of a jerk. Man, he pushes that woman aside and he goes, I won't have any of my employees hurt, not on my watch, young man. Take what you want and get out. And he, and the dude in the Santa mask pistol whips him. Pistol whips him. And, and the lady's like, Mr. Marshall. And then, wee, there's an alarm, but the alarm goes, wee, wee. It's a weird alarm. He goes, someone hit the alarm. The cops are going to come. And he goes, one of the other robbers goes, look at all those kids. What are we going to do? And then the dude says, everyone grab a hostage. Oh, Santa's pissed. Pissed. You got to see the look at Santa's face, dude. And Santa gets in front of all them kids and goes, I don't think so. And the dude points a gun at her and he's like, we don't care what you think, Saint Nick. And then all of a sudden, there's a big green glow between the robbers and Santa, and all he, and there's a green Green Lantern uh, construct of pissed off reindeer, and Santa's thinking, they got here early this year, what a nice surprise, and the reindeer chase the robbers out of the store, and you hear from above their heads, look at this, and on Christmas Eve too, and it's Wildcat, Hawkman, Green Lantern and the flash and they are diving on those robbers kicking 
their ass. And it shows Jay Garrick, man, he just running super speed, and he takes takes apart the crook's gun while punching him in the face and shatters the Santa mask in the in uh in uh the, the narrative box which the Santa says, Isn't this wonderful to see him in action again? The Flash, the most polite person I've ever met, as courteous and compassionate as fast as he is. Green Lantern, always acting so serious, but he doesn't fool me. He wears a magic ring, and the things he can do with it, the imagination he has. I look at the child inside, and it shows uh, <laughs> Green Lantern grabs one of the robbers, and the construct he makes now is like this big, gigantic, frosty grabbing the dude. And he says, your parents must be proud. And then it shows Wildcat. Dude punches dude so fat, so hard in the face that his, his um his mask shatters. And Wildcat some sent, needs some sense slapped into him sometimes, but his heart is in the right place. That prize-winning right hook, he's still got those knuckles and he knows how to use them. But I never let my daughter anywhere near him. Oh, Wildcat likes the ladies. Santa won't let a daughter near this. And Hawkman, the reincarnated wing warrior. I don't know him as well as the others. Not anymore. And it just shows he hit the dude with a mace and knocked him into a bunch of shopping carts. And there's one guy, he's running away. And uh, Santa's like in the narrative box. Says, They've been heroes for over 60 years. They were some of the first, just like me. And Santa's running after the dude. And he goes, oh, no, you don't. And he, Santa grabs him and turns him around. And the guy cuts off Santa's beard. And... Sorry, there's a big preview of something in here. And it's an old woman. Santa's an old woman. And she goes, you trying to hit a lady? And she punches him in the face and knocks him out. And she goes, my birth name is Abigail Mathilda. And everybody's going, yay. But most everybody calls me Ma Hinkle. It's good to see you. And they all grab her, go around her and stuff. And she goes, after all that fuss, you boys must be hungry. And we go to Ma Finkel's house. And it's all decorated for Christmas. And there's pictures and things. And and uh, her... Uh, Flash says, look at this, Alan. And uh, there's a little Christmas tree. And it's inside a big pot with eye holes cut out in it. And if you don't know who Ma Hinkle is, she's the original Red Tornado, one of the very first superheroes of the DC Universe. And she she uh, lived in a neighborhood that was filled with crime and she couldn't take it anymore. And she was an ordinary housewife and she decided to do something about it. And um, so there's pictures of uh, on the wall of the Justice Society and stuff. And there's like Wildcat and Iron Man. Uh, uh, our Man, not Iron Man, sorry. Uh, Flash, Hawkeye, and like, I don't even remember Hawkeye, Hawkman. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm stuck in the Marvel Universe. It's a crazy place. You can't get out of there. And, uh, you know, they're all like, I don't remember being that young. And these are pictures from back in the day. And Ma Hinkle says, well, I sure do. And uh, you boys always made an outsider like me feel welcome. And uh, Wildcat says, Outsider, you were just doing your thing like us. I'll never forget that helmet you had and the red tornado. And it shows her um, in that crazy costume. 
punching a, a robber in the face. And uh, I used to cook quite a stew in that pot. My Henry really loved it. Feet off the table, and she pushes red. Um, she pushes a wildcat's feet off the table. But the whole red tornado foolishness was just a mother trying to keep her neighborhood clean. Like I said, I couldn't fly or lift an ice truck. I never saved the world or anything. Not like you. And Green Lantern says, "You did just fine." And um, Ma Hinkle says, "I heard about your family, Alan, and I hope your son gets the help he needs." And they're talking about all that stuff. And um, he says, you're doing great. And, you know, I never really gave Christmas a second thought before. I used to work a lot back in the day running a broadcast company in Gotham City, for those of you who didn't know. And the holidays just made my job twice as intense. And, um, you know, basically he's saying how, he, you know, his, his assistant used to decorate the the office and everything and her name was Betty or whatever and he said one day he came in and asked her what all the lights were for she looked at him confusing and said it's Christmas morning sir that's how much he used to he used to work that guy and he goes you know this time I'll be spending the the holiday with my entire family my wife my daughter and son tomorrow can't come soon enough Christmas morning I haven't felt this way since I was a kid see see now this is a Christmas story Marvel Universe there are no male strippers. There's no cocaine and mob bosses. Dead teenage girls. What the... F T take a lesson. And then Ma Hinkle says, See, you do remember what it's like to be young. <laughs> Excuse me. And then, um... Jay is talking about how, uh... <laughs> they've been trying to go all over the place to nail down Bart's christmas list and bart is impulse uh kid flash now and uh he used to i don't know if he still does he used to live with uh jane and joe joan garrett and um they used to be his guardians and uh he said i he had me literally running to every toy store in america a few even in japan that boy and his computer games and he says bart allen may not be my biological son but it's beginning to feel that way and then um my Hinkle says, and Grant's Jim, she's looking at Wildcat, is having another community Christmas dinner for the homeless. And then they all look at him and they say, we didn't know you were doing that or even did that. Sounds terrific. He goes, yeah, uh, the guys at the gym thought it up. No big deal. Good group, I guess. Horrible fighters, but they can cook. And it says, Carter, what about you? My Hinkle asks. And he's just looking out the window. And, and um, Carter... And, and Wildcat said, he's moody today. And she says, hush, Teddy. Hush. She's a very, as you could tell, she's a very motherly figure to these guys, you know. And um, he said, he's looking out the window and he says, I used to spend Christmas with Hawkgirl despite our religious beliefs. But it was the day we cherished together. Tomorrow Kendra is going to her grandfather's to visit her cousin Mia or something. And she says, why don't you, and he goes, invite myself? It would be selfish. She deserves time alone with her family. And uh, she says, I'm sure, well, Wildcat could use help at the gym. And then Wildcat has a surprised look on his face. Because I guess they kind of argue a lot, you know what I mean? Wildcat and Hawkman. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, Ma Hinkle gives him a look. And Ted says, well, I guess we could use an extra hand. Help pass out everything that is, if you're interested. And he says, maybe, Cart. Thanks. 
And then Ma Hinkle asked Jay, I do have to ask, how are my children? And Jay says, they're doing well, both finally retired, even your daughter. She and her husband bought a condo outside of Clearwater. And Wildcat's like, <laughs> retirement not for me. And he gets Ma Hinkle's eggnog and he goes, do I smell bourbon in here? And uh, Ma Hinkle says, sometimes you don't have a choice when it comes to retirement. I was forced into it 53 years ago when I testified against the yellow mask mob. They were taking over my streets and if I hadn't taken that costume off and talked, they would have walked. All the threats I got, the feds helped me fake my own death and set me up here. So she's in witness protection. And she had to leave her daughter and her family behind. And she says, you're the only one I could trust. I do appreciate you visiting me all these years. And so they come and visit her every Christmas since she was in witness protection. And, um, you know, Green Lantern's trying to tell her, you know, you don't have to be in witness protection anymore. And she goes, nonsense. I told you again. I won't take a risk no matter who my friends are. I love my children too much for that. And Flash is like, well, there's no more risk to take. And she goes, what are you talking about? The only living relative of the yellow mask mob died in prison two days ago. He was the last one that could have hurt you or your children. You can come home. And she goes, I don't understand. And um, Wildcat says, we need you, Ma. These new kids playing dress up at the Brownstone do too. And um, they want her to be part of the Justice Society as the museum curator because at the Brownstone they have a museum, a JSA museum from the 40s all the way up to now. And it's like, it's pretty cool. Like they show it in uh, different issues of this. And she goes, What do you think? And she starts crying. Oh, God. Here comes the waterworks there. And, um, uh, they're all hugger and everybody's happy and crap. And then it shows, um... I used to look forward to one night a year, she says. And then it shows her dusting off the old display cases at the JSA headquarters and... Headquarters and... Stargirl's like, Ma, have you seen my cosmic converter belt anywhere? And she goes, it's hanging in your closet, Courtney, next to your Blue Valley Varsity jacket. And they're all... And it just shows... Um... She's being a mom to everybody now, you know. And Dr. Midnight's walking by and she says, Peter, how are, those, how are those sniffles? And he goes, clearing up. And she goes, I told you the chicken soup would work. And he says, maybe I should leave the medicine to you, Ma. Power Girl comes in and she, <laughs> Excuse me. Still cold. Still have a cold. I can't kick it. Um, she says, but now I relish every day. And Power Girl walks in, her costume is ripped to hell, and she's got her cat on her arm, and she goes, I just had the worst afternoon of my life. This freaking idiot, the bomb breaks out of prison. Then Ted accidentally let my cat out of the brownstone. It took hours to. And uh, Ma says, you want to talk over some tea, Karen? And here we go. I gave away years of my life in the name of justice. I went decades without being a mother. But all that loneliness, all that hiding, that's behind me. And Power Girl says, Ma, you're a lifesaver. And it's got like um, 
they have like a um, big display of mannequins with uh, all these, or you know, like Madame Tussauds wax museum type of things with all these characters that are retired or passed away and it shows the red tornado costume in the museum next to uh, Wonder Woman from the World War II era, the Spectre, Our Man, Al Pratt. The end. Now that's a freaking Christmas story. Thank you, Jeff Johns. No, See, there was no cocaine or male strippers or any of that nonsense. Dead teenagers. It was a heart wrencher. And Ma Hinkle's still there today. And her daughter, or her granddaughter, my bad, Cyclone, JSA, JSA All-Stars. What do you think of that, Buster? How's that? Still relevant today. How they use these old-time characters. I think it's awesome. Thank you for listening. Merry Christmas. Merry whatever you celebrate. Happy that, too, as well. Uh, go visit our sponsor, InStockTrades.com. Buy some geeky Christmas gifts for geeks and people who love to read comics. Give the gift of comics, you, you person there. next. No, not you, the guy next to you. Give the gift of comics. And if you want... Get a hold of me, Donnie, D-O-N-N-Y, S-A-L-V-O, at yahoo.com. All one word. Uh, let me know what you think. Leave some iTunes reviews, too, under the PKD Black Box. Let me know what you think of the show. If there's anything you want me to, to read, to go over, um, there you have it. And I'm actually going to look for a New Year's Eve story for the last week of... Excuse me, of December. Um, no luck so far in finding one, but I do have some ideas, and I might run to the comic shop up the street. So it'll actually be a Tales from the Comic Shop up the street, because I, I couldn't find one in my collection so far, but um, I would try and do that for you. Okay? So, like I said, thank you very much for listening. Uh, this show means a lot to me, and I'm glad people are really digging it. So, thanks again. All right, man. Happy holidays. And goodbye. I said goodbye. or gifts or turkeys or trees. See, kids, it means something different to everybody. Now I know what it means to me. That ain't the friggin' Christmas star, Grizz. It's a lighter in the sewage treatment plant. <laughs>